You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Diaspora Blues acknowledges this program is produced and presented on the sovereign lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge elders past and present and becoming, as well as the owners of the land you're hearing us from. So, here you are, too foreign for home, too foreign for here, never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo, Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced by Jan. Did you miss us? I mean, well, we missed you. We missed you. We took a break last week because life's been pretty hectic as of late, and not just for us, I mean, for all Melburnians, I'm sure. Today's episode was actually recorded two weeks ago. We had planned to upload the episode as is, but there have been new developments in the community that we believe are worth highlighting. Welcome to another week of Diaspora Blues on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am, Ambigua. Last week, the Council of Attorney General gathered to decide on a number of law reform issues. For those who don't know, the Council of Attorney Generals is a council made up of attorney generals from each state and territory, including the New Zealand Minister for Justice. They usually meet twice a year to review existing laws. Why? Because a law that was acceptable a few decades ago may no longer be appropriate now. As societies change, so should its laws. One of the issues that came up before the Council of Attorney Generals was the minimum age of criminal responsibility. In most parts of the world, 14 is the minimum age. In Australia, it's 10. That's right, a 10-year-old can be arrested and charged for a criminal offence. For campaigners who've been pushing to raise the age, they'll need to wait a bit longer. The council have postponed their decision until 2021. According to Amnesty International, in any given year, approximately 600 primary age children are in youth prisons. What does this look like? Uh, Well, if you picture Thornbury Primary School, students full of hopes and dreams, the world is their oyster, you know. Now imagine every pupil at that school behind bars. It's hard to imagine, right? I mean, well, essentially it's happening all around us. And you should be horrified that we live in a country that thinks this is okay. To borrow a quote from Angela Davis, prisons do not disappear social problems, they disappear human beings. So if you don't believe children should be locked up and support the Raise the Age campaign, we still think 14 is too young, obviously, but right now the law isn't ready for that conversation. So raising the age from 10 to 14 will have to do for the time being um, and we just we strive for better and to, to ultimately abolish prisons altogether. So if you're near a computer right now, I want you to Google raisetheage.org.au. That's R-A-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-G-E dot O-R-G dot A-U. Find out what organizations have signed up to this campaign. What are these organizations saying? What does the data tell us? What are the alternatives to prison? You can find all these answers and more by going to raisetheage.org.au. 
This week on Diaspora Blues, Jerry Platers, the founder of Kara Sevda, chats with Bigua about decolonizing literature. And myself, you know, I just, I share some of my favorite tunes right now. Hey, all you mob, it's Dr. Mark Winnetong here. Coronavirus has certainly changed the way we live, work and connect. These changes can be hard for some of us and can make us feel no good in our head or spirit, like sad or worried all the time. Some of us might already be dealing with other things like sickness, trauma, and this can make it really hard for us to feel good about anything at the moment. If you're feeling like this, remember, it's okay to ask for help. Have a yarn to someone you trust, like your family or an Aboriginal trust run on a health worker. You can also call Beyond Blue, Lifeline or the Kids Helpline to talk to someone or look at some helpful information at headtohealth.gov.au on the internet. A 3CR supporter. Jerry Playtez is a writer and founder of Kara Sevda Press, an independent publisher centering the work of women of colour. We talk about their debut novel, On the Sunday She Created God, and the importance of representative literature. This was our conversation. So I'm, a, I'm an author. I wrote On the Sunday She Created God very shortly after I finished my writing degree at Wollongong Uni. Um, I encountered like so many problems trying to get feedback from the industry, trying to get representation, um, you know, all the typical things that writers and other creatives sort of have to constantly deal with, which is like the, the rejection pile, the rejection veil. Um, so I did that. Um, I wrote my book after many years of being very frustrated with the industry. I decided to just finally release the book myself under my own publishing imprint, Kyra Press. I guess my question is, um, and I, I wanted to kind of, for you to, to tell us about what were the frustrations, what were the barriers you came up against? What did that look like for you in your specific journey uh, with literature and writing? And what were those things that you came up against, if you could share them with us? First of all, um, I'm the daughter of immigrants, of political refugees who immigrated to Sydney in uh, the 80s. So I grew up, um, you know, in housing commission. Um, So I grew up around a lot of other political refugees. I think uh, that perspective of, um, you know, for myself, like a lot of the time I had to translate for my mom, you know, to communicate with the outside world. I had to do that. I had to do that with a lot of my relatives. My brothers did as well. So like that communication between this world where, you know, we all come from very different cultures and we all have very old stories and, and traditions and, and the new world, which was like pretty much immigrating in, to Australia So um, I found that there wasn't much representation with that particular group of people. I call them the generation of translator children. I actually mentioned this in my book, children who went to school with weird lunchboxes. You know, those are the people who are my friends. Those are my people. That's me. That's my community. And I felt that there wasn't much representation in literature. Literature is very dominated by the white supremacist narrative. And it's perpetuated by gatekeepers who keep perpetuating these dominant narratives. So my intention with my press is to elevate voices of essentially these this generation of translator children who saw war potentially, who experienced immigration, who experienced, you know, navigating these two very different worlds. That's where my passion for transgressive literature comes from. 
um, transgressive literature, even in itself as a genre, is dominated by the male voice and me being a woman of colour and trying to infiltrate this exact genre is um, part of my battle to find representative voices. Jerry, how did you come to, to loving literature, to loving reading? How did you come to write? And you also, you've also spoken about, you know, being a young person and not, and correct me if I'm wrong, but not, not hearing and seeing stories and having narratives that were similar to yours or people you knew of reflected um, back at you in maybe school and maybe in just sort of general um, experiences of a young person? That's a really wonderful question. Um, and I find that it's a question I get asked a lot. Um, so I've had a lot of time to think about this in particular. For me, what really sparked a passion in me is the pure act of storytelling when you're a person of colour and you grow up, you know, with not a lot of resources, certain obstacles, educational obstacles, financial, socioeconomic, all those obstacles, really the only thing you have as a human being is your story. And that is the power that you have in the world. So for me, from a young age, I realised that the only power I can wield in this world as a woman that no one listens to, as somebody who's experienced racism, the only power I have control over is my narrative. And so that is what I fell in love with. Not necessarily literature. Literature is the vehicle for the message. Literature is the vehicle for the narrative. What I fell in love with is the power of story. And so what I decided to dedicate my um, life to and also what I wanted to steep my activism is, is the power of that story. I definitely agree. Um, there is a power in storytelling. There's a power in expression. Um, I definitely, definitely agree with that. And I, and, I, and I like that you mentioned that. You're the founder of Karasevda Press, which is an independent publisher, the Centre's Women of Colour. Um, how did this come about? And it is a a publisher that um, I think wants to center um, representative and decolonize literature. Why is that important to you? Why is it important to the press? White supremacy is insidious in the way that it infiltrates our culture and makes us believe that there is only one way to exist, and that is this way. If you do not look, act, prescribe to these set of ideals, you are on the outside. So what motivated me to start the press is to elevate those voices which oppose white supremacy and also to uh, elevate the voices of people who potentially don't have access to things like literature. Um, I remember there was an interview by, um, I, I remember there was an interview with Tiger Woods and he was talking about golf in the black community and he said, realistically speaking, most black people don't, can't afford to access a golf course, that is the problem there. That is a social construct that was put there. People cannot afford to go play golf who are black. And it's the same thing, like immigrants don't have access to um, to levels of education because of language barriers. There's so many things that are preventing us from perpetuating our stories that we need to look outside the system to find resources for ourselves and for each other so we can so we can start to 
bring out narratives that are outside of that white supremacist model. On the Sunday She Created God is the name of this novel. And for someone who hasn't read this, can you, can you tell us a little bit about it? Um, my book is about three friends. Um, it's a little bit of a love triangle. Um, they've known each other since they were very young um, and sort of working in hospital and being artists. They decide to go on a road trip. Um, and the road trip is really like an exploration of like self and sexuality and, and drugs and music. And um, eventually during the road trip, uh, an event happens which sort of sets them all, all on different paths after. Um, so it's a little bit of a coming of age, but it's also a little bit autobiographical. Um, it's transgressive literature, which means I deal with a lot of subject matter concerning sex, um, like I said before, drug use. Um, and essentially it's a book about love. I dedicated this book to somebody I love very much, you know, who is also in the book. That's awesome. Jerry Plates, um, it's been an absolute pleasure. That was my chat with Jerry Plates. If you would like to follow their work, you can do so on Instagram at Kara Sevda Press or their website, www.karasevdapress.com, spelt K-A-R-A. S-E-V-D-A Press. For several years now, Oromore farmers, students and activists have been holding protests across Ethiopia. The Oromore are one of the largest ethnic groups in the Horn of Africa. They make up 34% of the Ethiopian population. For centuries, they lived as independent people with their own indigenous system of law. This all came to an end during the last decades of the 19th century, when the Oromo were forced to assimilate into the Abyssinian-dominated culture. Their indoctrination was further cemented in the early 20th century by several Ethiopian regimes, including the reign of Hali Selassie. The past few years, Oromo protesters have staged demonstrations across Ethiopia to demand an end to the expansion of Addis Ababa into Oromo villages. These protests are also a culmination of years of oppression, ethnic violence, deaths, and disappearances. If you would like to know more about the Oromo protests, follow the hashtag Oromo protests. It's important, as Afro-diasporic people, we extend solidarity to all Africans. Recently, an important figure in Oromo's fight for freedom lost his life. His name was Hachalu Hundesa. Hachalu sang of love and unity. And for Oromos across the world, his loss was felt keenly. We're going to play a song of one of his more popular tracks. It's called Malanjira, and we hope you enjoy it. Gara sana, gara di gamu mande, 
This week's show, I had the absolute pleasure, the honor, you know, of having a, an intimate conversation with my good friend, Yandeng Mayan. Man, just super, super, super talented woman. Uh, she's a stylist, a photographer, a model, everything. There's nothing that she doesn't do, and we talk about all of that. And I hope you guys enjoy. I'm so, yo, I'm so excited for you guys to hear this. All right, so Yandeng, my G, you're always the finest dressed in any room um yes claim that first of all let me claim it with my chest thank you with my heart thank you because it's the truth it's the truth (laughs) so tell me like how do you how do you pick like you know your pieces what you wear like what's your are you looking for something or are you just drawn to things or tell me tell me all about that process how do you get dressed honestly i wake up and then I'm like, shit, how am I feeling? Let me put some music on and mm. like, let me play dress up with myself. Right. So I do that. And then like, I kind of just like yes. reflect on myself. So I'm just admiring myself, but also like having a little party with myself being like, oh, that's the one. This is how this looks on this angle. Yes. And that goes from that. And then I kind of like leave my room and go to the bathroom to go see how it looks like in the other room. Mm. In the bathroom, sorry. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is how it looks like. And I do a little walk for myself and I'm like, that's the one. Let's proceed. So and then, you just you do a little trial in like different yeah. environments, different areas. But then see like how you feel. The ashy clothes that I wear are still not ashy. They still a bomb. That's the thing here. So it's like I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like okay, I'm attracted to colors though. So like mm. colors, like I love like just bright colors. Yellow, I love that. Yes, yellow just looks amazing on me. So I'm always wearing yellow. It, it really does. Like. I've, well, first of all, every color looks amazing on you. That's why you're always wearing. That, yeah, I mean, just, it can be overwhelming sometimes because then I'm just like, I want everything, and that's the thing that I love as well about myself. I'm like 
open to trying everything. It's natural, like yeah. What you're drawn to is like uh, it's not an accident. Like yeah, it's the definitely. things that it, you know align with like you know they and they express us yeah definitely um that's beautiful i love how like you like you said like there's there's no boundaries like yeah, there's you're yeah. so curious and you want to try everything yeah, and deadass i feel like i mean a hundred percent like you've been like giving me that confidence to play around with the stuff that i wear and we see your greatness fam like what so you you style shoots and stuff you you set yeah. up your whole own little like i'll be more in like creative directing and like um styling i did the photography shoot i've been recently doing the like the bts videos yeah so like recording like just like the models personalities and the models are usually just like you know friends of mine or people that are just randomly like sometimes meet on the street usually like um fastenese mm-hmm. women that i love and i was like ah please i beg bless the world with your beauty but also just like what's your personality i feel like for me like to work with someone like i gotta get to know you because mm-hmm. that's very important for me like i feel like I love getting to know people. Yeah. So, like, meeting halfway and just, like, you know, getting to know the person and how they, like, you know, who they are, what they love, mm. what how they want to see themselves, like, in the photos. So, like, talking about that and, mm. like, what photos, like, they love and stuff and what they look like. And to for, like, inspiration and stuff and how we can bring that together. But right. also so, like, you know, they can take that and just be able to, like, look at that and be like, that's me, you know? Hey. So many, like uh, your your I talent want... is endless. That's the thing here. Is wild. So all these ideas that you have, yeah, bro, like they're all incredibly like you just valid because yeah. you can do all of that stuff, literally. bro. You literally can. And I've just like I've been yeah, learning about that, and I've been learning to ask for help, and it's been so amazing to kind of mm. be like because I used to like struggle to ask for help like a lot. I'd be like I need to do everything by myself. I'm gonna right. like you know I just like. Everything's by myself. Yeah. And I don't know, like... That's, it, that's like Capricorn. <laughs> that's like, I know it. I know it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to ask for help. Help right. you? Me, I'll fall down and I'll get back for up and what? get it. I'm going to do it by myself. And then I was like, nah, this is not working. Mm. I'm lucky to have, you know, a lot of people in my life that, like, help me in just, like, so many ways. And a lot of friends that are just, like, so supportive. And I feel like that's another thing that's, like, I'm very grateful for that. There's a beauty in in that help. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, if, it, like before before you ask for it, it seems like the most terrifying thing. Yeah. Like, um, and it feels like you're almost admitting defeat in a way. Yeah, right. Um, so it's not easy at all. But like, once you once you like have people in on that, like, it's um, beautiful and it's, with you. Yeah, it's uh, so beautiful and even more like just comes from it. You know what I mean? Uh, I get butterflies every time I think of my friends. It just like, I'm like, oh my god, yo, oh, oh. it's just amazing to know, you know. But community is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a, it's an an incredible thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man, like like it sounds like for you, like your your art is tied into the community, Definitely. and I the do. community is tied into your art. Like it's. Oh. It's, yeah. it's inseparable. Honestly, um, like, yeah, my home is like, yeah, my home is my art. And it's it's crazy. It's just like, when I think about it, sometimes it can be so intense and so emotional because I'm like, it's that important to me, but it's also that inside of me that I can't like, at times it's just like, oh my God, like this is overwhelming. I don't know what to do. Like, you know, it can be like really intense because it's like breaking that down and like trying to analyze it and perfect it in a way. And then just like thinking about that process. So... These these shoots that you've been doing, where you're doing everything, but just <laughs> sometimes is. just a shoot with yourself, and it's ah. modeled by you, styled by you, 
just create creative direction by you, everything by you, <laughs> lighting, stage, <laughs> sets. Wow. All right, so you you make this work. I mean, first and foremost for yourself, but mm. also like you mentioned for the community yeah. um, and for the the people who you're working with. Mm. Um, I know you style people. You style yourself. Yeah. I know you you take photographs. Yeah. I know you model. <laughs> you said that you drop everything you do. <laughs> I was like, I yeah, know yeah. you dance. Yeah, we do things. <laughs> I know you make mixes. You yeah. curate music. I'll be DJing. Musical experiences. Ooh. You DJ. Shit, let's have your name up. Let's go. Listen. <laughs> I've been feeling good lately. Loki, you're a baba. Uh, I, oh, that shit. Listen. My more hooks I used to do. Exactly. God. Right. <laughs> You a makeup artist. Ooh, I be the doing my little things with my listen, eyes. Right. And so on. <laughs> the the list is long, fam. The list is long. Um and those are ways in which you channel like yeah. your art. But um yeah, how would you describe yourself? Yandeng. I'm a South Sudanese woman. <laughs> I honestly tell me. I just describe myself as Yandeng. When I say Yandeng, I say in like the most loving way, in the most I'm learning and growing myself way that I'm like, I'm this amazing, like, oh, yeah. I'm this amazing Sassanese woman who's like a director that's working towards just like, you know, growing and learning with myself, within myself and traveling the world and also just like doing so many things and also like, I'm just, I'm Yandeng. <laughs> Yeah, that's listen, and that's enough. Like you don't even have to say anymore, mm-hmm. because I hear you, I hear you, and I feel like anybody who knows you also knows. Like that's Nyandeng. Like uh, I don't think the world is ready, but they're Me gonna too. have to be because fight. You you're about, to, you're about to pull up. Working on like um a website. Tell me about this. What do you mean you're working on a website? A website that's about to blow minds. And like, just, I want to surprise y'all with it. That's the thing here. But all I'm going to say is it's a website. Uh. And like, it's not like any website you've seen. It's going to be, is it going to be everything by Nyandeng? Nyandeng and everyone. So who who inspires you? Like, what are your inspirations? Myself. Everyone. Lay it on me. If I'm being honest, like, the TV show Merlin, like that, when I started watching that when I was young, Mm. like that was the first like world that i went into with like just like fantasy mm. and when i saw that fantasy and romance together yo king arthur merlin lancelot guinevere i was like wow this is this is my kingdom these are like, these are my people but they don't like black people <laughs> yo i'm like we go back to the times <laughs> but i'm like nah so fantasy and just like sci-fi and all that shit like inspire me but also like just like my mind there's so much things that I'm always, like, thinking about. And I feel like just, like, a lot of, like, colors and just, like, um, a lot of trees. Like, I don't... Like, there's something about trees for me that just, like, are, like, a home to me. Mm. And just, like, being at, like, just next to a tree and just, like, taking a photo next to a tree. And that was Nandang Mayan. Yo, I had so much fun, you know, having that conversation with her. Everybody loves Nandang. I know you fell in love with her. As she said, you can follow her on Instagram at Nandang. That's N-A-Y-N-D-N-G. Or you can follow her other account that's Black Lion Raw. B-L-A-C-K-L-I-O-N-R-A-W-W-W. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM on digital and online. 
3CR Radical Radio. And that's a wrap for this week. We want to thank Jerry Platers, the founder of the Australian independent publishing house, Kara Sevda. If you're a woman of colour and you want to submit work to Kara Sevda, go to K-A-R-A-S-E-V-D-A-P-R-E-S-S.com. That's karasevdapress.com. You can hit up Jerry Platers on Instagram at Ujiji. That's O-O-H-G-I-G-I. If you want to get in touch with us, we're on Instagram as well at 3cr.diasporablues. To wrap up the show, i got one more song for you guys. This track is a, it's a sweet one. It's a sweet one. Um, this is also you know, another track with Terrace Martin, um, as well as Robert Glasper, Ninth Wonder, and Kamasi Washington. It's featuring Felix. This track is called Freeze Tag, and it's off the brand new album that uh, they just dropped. I've been searching for the love with love. I've been but I think about the good love I've been waiting on the summer So looking back and wondering How we pulled to keep from under They told me put my hands up and have my hands Put my hands up and have my hands They told me put my hands up and have my hands Listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.